In this episode, we'll list some stock market jargons used in the industry and the terms that will help you to understand the industry better. So the stock market is full of jargons. Before we proceed any further, I guess it makes sense to understand few commonly used jargons. The first one is the bull market, which is also called as bullish. If you think that the stock prices are likely to go up over a certain time period, then you are said to be bullish on the stock price. From a broader perspective, if the stock market index is going up during a particular time period, then it is referred to as the bull market. A stock market optimist is called a bull. Now we consider a bear market that is bearish. If you think that the stock prices are likely to go down over a certain time period, then you are said to be bearish on the stock price. From a broader perspective, if the stock market index is going down during a particular time period, then it is referred to as the bear market. A stock market pessimist is called a bear. Trend usually refers to the general market direction. For example, if the market is declining fast, the trend is said to be bearish. If the market is trading flat with no movement, then the trend is said to be sideways. 52 week high and low is the 52 week high is the highest point at which a stock has traded during the last 52 weeks, which also marks a year. And likewise, 52 week low marks the lowest point at which the stock has traded during the last 52 weeks. Simple as that. All time high low. This is similar to the 52 weeks high and low with only one difference being that the all time high low price is the highest lowest price the stock has ever traded from since from the time it has been listed on the market. The face value or par value of the stock indicates the nominal value of a share. The face value is important with regard to corporate action. When dividends and stock splits are announced, they are done so keeping the face value in perspective. For example, the face value of Infosys is 5. And if they announce an annual dividend of Rs. 63, then the percentage dividend is 1260%. That is 63 divided by 5. Yeah, The typical face value of a share is 10 and 5 rupees. A long position or a going long is a simply a reference to the direction of your trade. For example, if you have bought or intend to buy some share, then you are said to go long on that share or planning to go long on that share respectively. If you have bought the nifty index with an expectation that the index will trade at a higher value, then essentially you have a long position on nifty. The same goes for short position. Uh, going short or shorting is a term used to describe a transaction carried out in a particular sequence. This is slightly slightly tricky concept, but it is best to understand the concept with a short story. If you are a gadget enthusiast like me, you would probably recollect that Xiaomi entered into an exclusive partnership with Flipkart to sell their flagship smartphone called the Mi 3 in India. The price of Mi 3 was speculated to be around 14,000. If one aspired to buy Mi 3, he had to be a registered Flipkart user. The phone was not available for a non-registered Flipkart user and the registration was open only for a short time. I had registered on time, but my colleague had not. Though he wanted to buy the phone, he could not because he had not completed the registration process. Given this, my colleague made an interesting offer. He was willing to pay me 16.5 thousand rupees that is 16,500 for the phone. Being a trader at heart, I readily agreed, agreed to sell him the phone. The price was agreed upon and the money was transferred to my account. 
If you think about this, I had sold a phone which I don't own yet. But then it was not a bad deal after all. I agree I had sold a phone that I didn't own. However, I could always buy the phone on Flipkart and pass on the new unopened box to my colleague. My only fear in this transaction was what if Xiaomi prices the phone higher than 16,500? If true, I'd make a loss and I'd regret entering into this transaction. For example, if the phone was priced at 18,000, my loss would be 1,500 rupees. In fact, I'd make a loss if the phone was priced at a price higher than 16,500. Likewise, I would make a profit if the price was anything lesser than that price that is 16,500. Going back to stock markets, think about this. You buy shares of Vipro at uh, 405. Two days later, the stock moves and you sell the shares at 425. You made a profit of 20 on this transaction. In this transaction, the first leg of the trade was to buy Vipro and the second leg was to sell Vipro. Going forward, on day 4, the stock is still trading at 425 and you are now bearish on the stock. You are convinced over the next few days, the stock will trade lower at 405. Now, is there a way you can profit out of your bearish outlook? Well, you could and it can be done, uh, done so by shorting the stock. You first sell the stock at 425 and buy it back at 405 at a later point. This is always the case with shorting. You first sell at a price you perceive as high with an intention of buying it back at a lower price at a later point of time. If you think about this, it is, a go it is as good as buying at 405 and selling at 425 both but in reverse order. An obvious question must uh, you may have. How can one sell Vipro shares without owning it? Well, you can do so, just like the way I sold a phone that I didn't own. When you sell first, you essentially borrow it from someone else in the market and when you buy it back, you actually return the shares back. All this happens in the backend and the stock exchange facilitates the process of borrowing and returning it back. In fact, when you short a stock, it works so seamlessly that you will not even realize that you are borrowing it from someone else. From your perspective, all you need to know is that when you are bearish and the, on the stock, you can short that stock and the exchange takes care of borrowing the stock. Hopefully, you have got a sense of how, sense of how shorting works. We will now continue to learn few more jaggerons. Square off is a term used to indicate that you intend to close an existing position. When you square off any position in the market, you essentially close all positions and get out of the market. If you are long on a stock, squaring off the position means to sell the stock. Please remember, when you are selling the stock to close an existing long position, you are not shorting the stock. When you, sh when you are short on a stock, square off position means to buy the stock back. Remember, when you buy it back, you are just closing an, closing an existing short position and you are not going long. OHLC stands for open, high, low and close. We will understand more about this in the technical analysis that we will see in the next episode or later episodes. For now, open is the price at which the stock opens for the day. High is the highest price at which the stock trades during this day. Low is the lowest price at which the stock trades and close is the closing price of the stock. Volume Volume and its impact on the stock prices is an important concept and that we will explore in greater, greater detail in the later episodes. Volume represents the total transactions for a particular stock on a particular day. For example, 17 June 2018, the volume of ACC Cement was 534624 shares. 
The last concept for this episode is market segment. A market segment is a division within which a certain type of financial instrument is traded. Each financial instrument is characterized by its risk and reward parameters. The stock exchange operates in three main segments. The capital market segment offers tradable securities such as equity and exchange traded funds or ETFs. The capital market segment has sub-segments under which instruments are further classified. For example, common shares of companies are traded under the equity segment abbreviated as EQ. So if you were to buy or sell shares of a company, you are essentially operating in the capital market segment. The future and option generally referred to as equity derivative segment is where one would trade leveraged products. We will explore the derivative market in greater depth in the upcoming episodes. The wholesale debt market deals with fixed income securities. Debt instruments include government securities, treasury bills, bonds issued by public sector undertaking, corporate bonds, etc. I think that's enough for this episode. I'll see you in the next one.